of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, now let us pray. Our Father and our God, we want to give you praise and give you honor for the opportunity to come again into your presence, to sit at your table for a very good meal. The Bible says the entrance of your word gives light and makes the simple wise. We anticipate the wisdom we're going to live here with already. And thank you for the light that you're going to shed on our lives and on our parts. Father, let your word come with power. Let them come with precision. Let there be salvation of souls, deliverance from Zion. Let your name indeed be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we take a text from the book of Psalms in chapter 40 verse 3 and it reads He has put a new song in my mouth Praise to our God Many will see it and fear and we trust in the Lord Hallelujah Now this is the promise we received for this year In other words we were looking for the mind of God concerning us concerning 2020 at the Fountain of Life Church and we were directed by His Spirit to Psalm 40 in verse 3. And so you can imagine how excited we all are and we still are concerning the promise of God. And usually what happens is that um, the promise determines the theme for the year for us. And the whole idea is that every one of us should go back throughout the year meditating and as much as possible expecting the terms of the promise to become a reality in all our lives and sincerely we have a lot of testimonies over the years and even this year and so God has been good to us but you see in studying to be able to teach and of course for personal appropriation as it were one has to go back and then begin to study at least beginning with the literal understanding and then get into the context and then of course much deeper as the case may be so but not to bother you so much i want to just take you on the journey that god has taken us in understanding his word particularly as it pertains to this particular promise and of course every promise in the bible by the grace of god so he has put a new song in my mouth praise to our god many will see it and fear and will trust in the lord hallelujah that is many will see it and marvel Many will see it and ponder. Many will see it and be surprised at what God can do with a man, with a woman in this age and generation. Glory be to God in the highest. Praise the Lord. So we got into the context as it were. So back up to verse 1, I just read a little bit beyond and then until we finish that segment. It reads from verse 1. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry he also brought me up out of a horrible pit out of the miracle and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps he has put a new song in my mouth praise to our God many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord now in the spirit of receiving a promise from the Lord you see every promise of God is a prophecy of your future if I came to you and I said look I will give you ten thousand naira or ten thousand dollars when 
um, coming next month and then we decide when and how I will get it done. Now, what you have leaving me there is a promise. But what you heard is going to affect your future. And so you begin to adjust your mindset to a richer future than you are today. Yet all you have now is a promise. Now, if I make my promise good, oh my goodness, you're a richer person. If I don't make my promise good, then I've betrayed you. I'm a liar. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So when God gives a promise, it's a prophecy of your future. In other words, every promise of God is God's declaration of your end. Hallelujah. He said to the children of Israel, I will not only deliver you from slavery, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. He did it. It didn't happen in one hour. It didn't happen in one day. It didn't happen in one week. It didn't happen in one month. It didn't happen in one year. But he did it. When we received this promise from the Lord, I felt very good. If anybody had told me that the year we witnessed rude interruption of COVID, it would have been difficult to believe. But you see, God has spoken. Now the question is this. Could God have seen the year before he gave the promise? Yes. And that's his pattern. That's how he does what he does. When he was telling the children of Israel that I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey, he didn't tell them that they will encounter the Red Sea. He didn't tell them that they will encounter the water of Jordan. He didn't tell them that they will come to a place where they will be crying for water or where they will be saying the water is bitter. He didn't tell them that there will be a wall of Jericho there. He didn't tell them that there will be a battle of Ai that will even require Joshua to ask the moon to remain in the valley of Ai and the sun to stand still. It was such a fierce battle. No, he didn't tell them that. He only told them that, look, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Hello. Praise the Lord. And he did it. So what I'm saying, Taiwo, what I'm saying is this. This year will end for me and for you with singing and jubilation in the name of Jesus. Did I hear an amen? Hallelujah. How? Why? God has spoken. Now, when God was giving us that promise, I'm putting a new song in your mouth, which you will sing and it will be singing my praises. And many will hear, many will see, and they will fear, and they will put their trust in me. God was saying, there will be some miracles, there will be some signs, there will be some wonders that will come through this year, will cause many to turn back to me. But you see, all we had was the new song, and we started singing, and we are still singing. And in the name of Jesus, we'll never stop singing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. You know what I'm saying is this. God knew that 2020 will be characterized by such an undulating terrain that will drive us through some peace through which he will deliver us from and to the height of the ecstasy of praises and worship. Hallelujah. That will make people to wonder that, wow, are this once normal? Now I can begin to see that God actually had in mind. Glory be to God. And that's his pattern. When he said to Abraham, I'll make you the father of nations. Hey, do you know how many times that Abraham would say, but God, you told me I'll be a father of nations. He was 75 and he had closed shop as far as that was concerned. And God spoke to him and he started following God. Do you know that he got to a state that Abraham thought he could help God and went into Hagar and created more problems for himself and the entire world and generations to come? But see, that didn't stop God. He did what he said he will do. Abraham gave birth at age 100. And today, thank God for Abraham. Thank God for Isaac. Thank God for the descendants of Abraham. Today, eternity 
will never forget Abraham. His children are populating the entire world, as it were. If you are a man of faith, you are a child of Abraham, particularly if you are a Christian. Physically speaking, if you are a Jew, you are a child of Abraham. If you are a Muslim, you are a child of Abraham. If you are a Christian, you are a child of Abraham. But by way of covenant and spiritually, every Christian is a child of Abraham. Did God fulfill his promise? Yes, he did. Glory be to God in the eye. Did he tell him that the time will come that you have to sleep with your slave girl? Did he tell him that the time will come that you have to pick a knife and try to slaughter this boy even after the many years of waiting and getting him? You talk of trials. I'm saying this to say this. If God has given you a promise for this year, hold on to it. It's not a man that he should lie. Again, let me repeat. Let God be true and every man a liar. You talk about a new song. It's all over the Bible. Psalm 96 verse 1, for example. It says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all the peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised and he is to be feared above all gods. When it comes to a new song, it will create wonder. It will create fear among the people. It will bring amazement among the people. Because for every new song is because of some great thing that God has done. God has a way of bringing you through and putting his song in your heart. It's natural when somebody does you something good, you want to say thank you. The way God does it is that his spirit kindles praises from you. And that praise shakes your environment. Remember in Psalm 126, glory be to God. Say so when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion were like them that dream. There was a mouth filled with laughter and a tongue with sing. He turned again their captivity. Supernaturally, although in a natural manifestation, how did they respond? Praises to God. Singing and laughing and shouting and jumping. That the heathen began to say, God has done a great thing for his people. There's no way God will do such a thing and your immediate environment will not recognize that God has done something. And that's the way I'm looking at this here by the grace of God. Look at Psalm 19 verse 1. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. Aha! So when God says, I'm putting a new song in your mouth, apparently he's saying, I am giving you victory and you're going to sing. Hallelujah. So you see, new songs don't come except as God has done marvelous things, except as God has done wondrous things, except as God has brought his people out of some battles, out of some dangerous situations. Then they spontaneously rise up from their inner man with his praises. No wonder people will have no choice but to notice and recreate and your respect for the God you serve. And people will turn to him for deliverance like he's been doing with you. So many will see and fear and they will put their trust in God. A good example again, Exodus chapter 15 verse 1, remember? The children of Israel, the verse said, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his riders he has thrown into the sea. In other words, victory again. Remember the situation? They got there and they thought that was their last. They thought this God that has brought us out of Egypt, though miraculously, will not be able to bring us out of this trouble. Again, you see, man is very fickle. They had seen God 
miraculously in 10 different miracles and there's wonderful acts bringing them out of Egypt now they got to the Red Sea and because they knew that Pharaoh had through that means destroyed most of his enemies but see God had his own plan clear God had spoken remember the story Moses went talking to God about them because he was becoming overwhelmed as it were with the complaints and the fears and the cries of the people who were saying look it would have been better that we died and buried in Egypt they were thinking death and yet God promised them a land flowing with milk and honey they forgot momentarily that there's still milk and honey to be enjoyed in the future they were living with death can I talk to somebody here today please stop thinking death in the name of Jesus there's still a lot of milk and honey for you in your future whatever God has promised you for this year whatever God has said in his word why didn't you stick with it and see God prove himself in your life and situation is a faithful God but at that point that God said to Moses what are you doing there crying out to me Tell them to go forward. Hallelujah. I'm saying to someone here today, though the situation is grim, we're in desperate times. COVID has given us much more than we anticipated. But God has not changed. It's time to go forward. Did you hear me? It's time to go forward. Going forward requires action. Going forward means that you're going to move from where you are and begin to move forward. And he said to Moses, you stretch your rod over the sea. The Bible said they walked on dry ground and Pharaoh and his entire enemy were destroyed once and for all. Can I say this quickly? The trouble that seemed to be stubborn and refusing to stop tormenting you is about to be totally drowned in the name of Jesus. When they become that stubborn, it's only to be destroyed. You are coming out good. You are coming out better in the name of Jesus. Again, the Bible said Moses began to sing a new song. But pastor, he didn't say a new song here. Okay, let me show you quickly. Look at Revelations chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. It says, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. Hey, the wrath of God is complete. Okay. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory, those who have the victory, those who have the victory, those who have the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name those who have the victory standing on the sea of glass having harps of God then they began to do what sing the song of Moses the song that they sang when they crossed the Red Sea when do you sing such a song after the victory after God had intervened destroying the lies that are plaguing your lives so they began to sing the song of Moses the servant of God and the song of the Lamb saying great and marvelous are your works Lord God Almighty just and true are your ways O King of the saints and now what he's saying is that at the end of it all even after the tribulations just that we come through victoriously we sing a new song so new songs don't come up except in response to God's intervention in the affairs of men. So what God be telling us when we got this very promise that look, I put a new song in you. That means, hey, wait a minute. You may go through, you will not be drowned. I will see you through and you will sing a new song at the end of it. Let me say it again. We are closing this year in the name of Jesus with songs of joy, praises to our God in the name of Jesus. So, what's God's attitude to his promises? Can we just look at that briefly? Hallelujah. First, Genesis 28, verses 12 through 15. It says, Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, 
you know, the story of Jacob. And it stopped reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you. 15. And we keep you wherever you go. And we bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Praise the Lord. So what's God's attitude towards his promises? Faithful. He will fulfill it. He said to him, remember Jacob, he was running for dear life. He was tired, fainting, could not continue that journey and crashed to sleep. Used the stone for a pillow. Ah, then he had this dream and God stood on top of the ladder and began to talk to him and gave him the exact promise of the prophecy of the future if Abraham so he was the next on the line to continue with that journey on earth and he said to him hey I will give you this I will give you this just like you said Abraham and I said I am with you I will keep you wherever you go I will bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I fulfill what I've said so what goes at it was his promise he will not leave you until he fulfills what he has said now listen to me if God said I put a new song in your mouth for this year and beyond it's a new song he will fulfill what he has said. Let me say again, in the name of Jesus, we are finishing this year with a song of joy. In the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. What's God's attitude towards his promises? Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Come on. Has he said, and will he not do? Come on, he's not a man. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? So what's his attitude? He will make good what he has said. Now, if you know you have a promise from God, whether for this year, or for anything, or for any time of your life, you had better come back there now and begin to meditate. God will do what he says he will do. Pastor, is there a time that God will not do what he says he will do? No, on God's side he will do. It's up to you to agree with God. It's up to me to agree with God. Glory be to God. So what's God's attitude towards his promises? Joshua 21, 43 to 45. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. Come on. And they took possession of it and dwell in it. The Lord then gave them rest. See, God is a good God. He fulfilled the promise. He promised Abraham. Abraham was long gone. They were in 400 years in slavery. They came out. And later, Moses brought them out. And later, God changed. Joseph took them in. Anyway, in the long run, they got it. And he didn't just give it to them. He gave them rest all around. When God does what he will do, he secures it. He will do what he says he will do. And it is always permanent. He gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. Did you hear that? I said, you will stand tall laughing. The fear of God, the God you serve, will paralyze your enemies. Your own fear will paralyze your enemies. 
glory be to God in the highest. No man shall be able to stand all the days of your life. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hands. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. Did you hear that? The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. What's God's attitude towards his promises? He will not only fulfill it, he will secure it. He will put your dread over anyone that would want to threaten what he has done in your life. In the name of Jesus. I can hear somebody say, I received that. I received it myself. God is fulfilling his mandate on my life. And he's securing it. And he's putting my fear on all his enemies that would try to threaten his blessings. And the fulfillment of his goodness, of his promise in my life. He's putting the lives of all those ones into my hand. Hallelujah. Now, having known God's attitude towards his promises, now the next thing is, what should be my attitude? What should be your attitude? What should be our attitude towards the promise of God? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Again, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Look at verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no other one, he swore by himself. Again, that's telling us into God's attitude. His attitude is an oath. It's like he's swearing by himself that I will do what I said. But look at the promise. Look at our attitude there. What's expected of us in verse 12? He says, look, we get to appropriate this promise and bring them into actuality in our lives. How? Through faith and patience. God has spoken. And now the immediate situation does not define what God has said. What you are going through that is contrary does not negate what God has spoken. Does not stop what God has desired and concluded in his heart to do. And so don't be taken in by your immediate surrounding. When God says, this is where I'm taking you. Like we have seen, every time we see a new song, is because God just took them through. God just snatched them out of the hand of the devil. God just gave them an unusual victory. And so when God said, I'm giving you a new song, he knew that the devil had this plan. And he's saying, you are overcoming. So rather than get drowned, rather than get taken up, or taken away, or swayed by the lies of the devil, he said, look, we are going to sing a new song. I'm giving you a new song. He declares the end from the beginning. It does not begin to give you a promise based on the struggle you are going through. It gives you a promise based on overcoming that trouble. Faith and patience. No wonder verse 1 of Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Somebody said, in the original Hebrew, he said, Waited, I have waited. And God hearkened, inclined to my cry, and delivered me. Hallelujah. On Thursday, I was saying of a man, blind Bartimaeus, that all his life they will bring him and put him by the wayside where he will beg for arms apparently resigned to that as it were for the rest of his life until the day he heard a big commotion happening around him started making inquiries and they said to him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus of Nazareth was passing by but Jesus of Nazareth is the son of David and then he suddenly remembered all I've heard about him he does good everywhere he went he does good when the cripples see him they lift for joy. When the blind meet him, they see, I've been blind of my life. He latched into that and he sees the situation. Guess what? He cried out. That's the cry of a patient man. He's been there all his life. But my time has come. That translation of the Hebrew into the Greek says, expectantly I have waited and expectantly I am. Are you still expectant today? It's through faith and patience. Because God has spoken. 
what is happening does not change God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What should be our attitude? Romans chapter 4. Remember I told you about God promising Abraham a son and telling him that he would be the father of nations when the man thought it was impossible again. Now hear what God said about that situation. Talking about our attitude to God's promise. Hear what the Bible says about Abraham. He said, and not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body. Come on, talk of attitude. Already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Now hear me. He was yet to have Isaac, but he did not consider the fact that he couldn't do it. He did not consider the fact that Sarah's womb was dead. The Bible says he did not waver at the promise. So worship be my attitude. Don't waver, Taiwo. Don't waver. God has spoken. I'm saying the same thing to you right now. Has God spoken to you? Now, let me quickly remind you, this whole Bible is full of promises. Thousands of them. They're for you and for me. It's through these promises that we walk victoriously through life into glory. Through these promises. And God's attitude towards His Word has not changed. If anything has to change, it's my attitude and your attitude towards the Word of God. He wavered not, being fully convinced that what God has promised He would do, He was giving glory to God. The boy was yet to come. He was giving glory to God. You talk of singing a new song. The song was already established in his inner man before the manifestation of the promise. And that's why it's a spontaneous thing. When you see God moving, you just start to sing. The song must have been there. Going forward, what are you saying, Pastor Tyler? What I'm saying is this. This is not the time to begin to behave like the children of Israel. In Psalm 137 verse 4. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? No. This is the time to sing because God has spoken. Let the song begin. Pastor Tyro, COVID is ravaging. COVID is doing this. But has God spoken? Yes. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will keep you and bring you to the promised land. You pass through the waters, it won't drown you. Through the fire, it will not come the flame against you. God has spoken. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord is my refuge. God has spoken. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. God has spoken. God is my refuge and my strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear. God has spoken. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, the lifter of my head. God has spoken. See, I've said before you an open door which no man can shut. God has spoken. So what should be my response? Giving glory to God. What should be my response? Expectantly waiting for God to do what he says he's going to do. So what should be my response? Rejoicing in the Holy Ghost, singing a new song for my spirit man. So rather than being like those in Psalm 137, why don't we be? Like Joshua in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Oh, the siege was all around them. But they approached the battle singing. Why? Because God spoke before. What did he say? He said, You won't have to fight in this battle. But the same Joshua knew because he said it in his petition to God. He said, There's such a huge crowd. We don't have the strength to take them on. As a matter of fact, we don't even know what to do. Is that your situation? Are you confused right now? There's one more thing you can do. Let the song begin. 
let the singing begin in the name of Jesus the Bible says as they went to battle singing their enemies destroyed themselves every enemy against your destiny against your life will be self-destroyed in Jesus name not by your cursing them but by worshiping and giving God the glory because he has spoken they will be self-destroyed buried in their own graves your focus is Jesus he has spoken let it be like Paul and Silas Acts 16 25 in spite of the fact that they were wrongly accused, wrongly judged, I mean wrongly imprisoned, badly battered and, and bruised, the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God in the affliction. And guess what? Whatever was holding them lost every power and ability to hold them. COVID can lose its ability to hold you when you are filled with the praises of God, when you are filled with the worship of God. Because God has spoken. Let me say it again. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we will finish this year on the high note of praises. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Somebody saying, this is interesting. How do you hear God? The question, how do you hear your husband? How do you hear your wife? How do you hear your parents? How do you hear your children? You hear them. How do you hear them? By hearing them. So why do you hear them? Because you have a relationship. It's possible that some other child will be saying something to me and I'll be interpreting it differently. But not my child. I know him. I know her. So you want to be able to hear God clearly and depend on his promises, which can never fail. He says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone will hear me and open, he said, I will come in. My father and I, Jesus was speaking, and we'll make that place our home. Are you ready for him today? He loved you so much, he'd lay down his life for you. And he hasn't stopped loving you. His love for you is eternal. Yeah, you heard me well. Eternal. It's a gap, it's unconditional. It's not up to what you do or what you don't do. It's up to accepting God to deliver you from the clutches of the devil. That will affect every other thing you begin to do. It's just the way it is. Somebody said, are you assuring me that this year will end well? I'm promising you that God will never fail you. I'm promising you that you'll begin to enjoy a good relationship with the Lord. And when that happens, you will not need me to say anything. Because you'll be with your master, you'll be with the lover of your soul. Three will be a crowd. The dream of any father is that his sons will be bigger. And believe in God that in your own destiny, you will grow to a place where I am and even much more in the name of Jesus. For whatever assignment God has called you to do, the days of the devil holding you slavery are over. It's time for a new song. If you're sick in your body, you see, this is not permanent. It's not unto death. The devil is trying to do everything to make you agree with him that he will kill you, but he cannot. So I speak life to your situation right now in the name of Jesus. Because by his stripes you have been healed. So receive healing in Jesus' name. I say receive healing in the name of Jesus. He has paid the price for that. Rise and be healed. I release the peace of God over your life. I release God's favor and his permanent joy in your heart and in your home your marriage and in every endeavor in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698 Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.